Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. We're back. Rich B and Holly G in the house here at iHeartMedia 740 The Game. Woo-hoo! Woo, Rich B. 2015 edition. Took a little winter break. We're back for season seven. Lucky number seven, my good friend. Yeah, the traffic isn't getting any better on I-4. And uh, yeah, just relax, enjoy the ride, and we'll take you home here with some intelligent golf talk. You know, Rich B, when we signed off in December after the Hero World Challenge, Mr. Jordan Spieth had just won over there at Isleworth. And Jordan Spieth winning at Valspar over at Innisbrook on Sunday. Slamo jamo with that 28-foot putt on the third playoff hole to beat uh, Patrick Reed and Sean O'Hare. What a great tournament it was. And on a tough golf course, that uh, that continues to be one of the Copperhead in the Snake Pit. Tougher golf courses, uh, and uh, I did manage to get a, ch- a chance to play over there. And it's uh, it is it's a great layout and a, and a great old golf course. Been there for uh, quite a while. How about those three saves by Jordan Spieth? Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I mean, most people would be you know chopping the weeds, double, double. I mean, that shot he hit on 17 out of that thick stuff was amazing. And then to have, I mean, to have it in play and make the putt. I mean, those were just three of some of the most clutch. Hey, that's grinding right there, that Holly. Is, that is just classic grinding. You have and, to love uh, that. You know what? And, and uh, congratulations to Jordan Spieth. He did win in Australia as well. He's having a pretty good beginning. End of last year, beginning of this yeah, year. Yeah, this 20, okay, what are we in now? The 2014-15 yeah. wraparound, right. but now and, we can uh, just call it the 2015 season. He is, uh, he's having a great year. And uh, he'll be fun to watch here uh, coming up at the Masters. Oh, is that going to be your pick? Is that going to be your outsider pick? Or your oh, I don't pick? even think that's an outsider. He now moves to number six in the world. And the exciting news, of course, it's he's- all about it's all about Arnold Palmer, the Arnold Palmer Invitational this week here in Orlando. You know, our home tournament that it is, is um, just, you know, so much fun. We've covered it so many years, Rich B. And uh, Arnold giving his um, State of the Union address today, this little press conference. And uh, Sam Saunders, his grandson, was in the presser as well. He came close at Puerto Rico the other, what was it, two weeks ago for his first tournament close to his first tournament victory. But a lot of, lot of uh, interesting things that are unfolding for the Arnold Palmer. Rory McElroy here for the first time. In the field. Awesome. And we're counting down, it's hard to believe, Rich B, to the Masters already. 
Yeah, you got probably three, three and a half weeks. And, uh, you know, let's not, let's not uh, uh, forget, Holly, we're going to give away a couple tickets today. Let's, you know, so everybody's got to hang in there for a few more uh, segments. Starting out with swag. We got two tickets we're going to give away to the Arnold Palmer Invitational this week. Bay Hill's finest event. Ah, and you oh, know it, Orlando's finest. It, if you have never been to Bay Hill, or you, you know you've got a golfer you want to take out to watch a PGA Tour event, uh, there's nothing better than Bay Hill. It, first of all, they do this great job of just kind of keeping it low key. You know, we've been to a lot of tournaments, Rich B, but um, you know it's it's just kind of like our just community event. You come out, hang out, network. Hey, uh, bring and friends and family. Arnold Palmer's Invitational. So uh, go out there and uh, pay your respects. Listen, last week over at the Transitions, they had a great turnout for, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the overall uh, week's worth of um, attendance. The Valspar, formerly the Transitions. Yeah, they uh, they had a great week over yep. there. Well, so, the, uh, the Florida, let's see if they, we can outdo them. The Florida Swing has been uh, exceptional. Dustin Johnson winning down in Doral. Great Great tournament for Dustin. And we've got a lot of interesting stories starting to build for the Masters and for this week at Bay Hill. And we've got, as always, a great lineup of our golf insiders that we'll be checking in with live from the press room. And uh, we're going to go there after a quick break. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. Yes, we are back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. Back in the house and bringing you the best in golf talk. Rich B. and Holly G. here. You know, Rich, uh, Matt Every won for the first time last year, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. That's something that really changes a player's life. And he was asked in the press conference yesterday, um, you know, how the last, what the last year was like having won his first tournament. Let's listen to his comments. Um, well, winning the tournament was the immediate impact was I got in all the majors, and that was uh, a good experience. I kind of struggled with my game in all of them. I started at the Masters. I, I thought last year when I got to Augusta, I, I took two weeks off after this, and I've, I, I swear to God, I thought I, I had a good chance of winning. And... You know, some weeks you can lie to yourself and, you know, but I really was like, all right, you know, but, um, yeah, winning it was, was awesome. I mean, like this week, my picture's on the tickets. This never happened before, so that's, that's cool. And then Arnie, yeah, I mean, just coming to his event um, as a kid and stuff, you know, he's, he's, he's like the biggest rock star our game has ever seen. A lot of the, the guys that he played with, you know, back when he was out here. It kind of it kind of seems like Arnie doesn't he doesn't really care about being in the news, but he is, and I think that's that's pretty cool. You know, there's something to be said about that. He's not there he's not making an effort to be like, "Hey, look at me," you know. And that's pretty neat. The players love coming here to play because it's Arnold's tournament and they all have such reverence for the king. Let's go directly to the press room right now. Our main man back with us again, 
Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, Happy New Year, guys. How you doing? Yeah, Happy New Year. And we're how many weeks? Um, let's see. You, you wrote an interesting story today about parity and how many first-time winners we've had. So with the wraparound season, how many weeks has this been? There have been 17 tournaments uh, over 16 weeks uh, going back to last October when the season actually began. And we haven't had a repeat winner yet. So we've um, had a few close calls. Patrick Reed and, and Dustin Johnson have won tournaments and, and also lost in playoffs. And uh, Jordan Spieth, who just won at Innisbrook, uh, contended in, in another tournament or two. We've had, we've had a few chances for it, but it hasn't happened yet. And that's sort of, uh, you know, I think that's sort of the state of golf if you don't have a dominant player. Of course, Rory hasn't played much here yet. Uh, but it's uh, you know it's an interesting development as uh, as we get this close to the Masters, and we've had some exciting playoffs, eight playoffs I believe, including four in in the past month, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we have. You go back to uh, to Riviera and uh, had one at Honda, <clears throat> had one in Puerto Rico, and then of course last week at Innisbrook the Valspar, and uh, yeah, you know there. That's the thing. There has been some exciting golf. Last week's tournament was one of the best of the year. It's probably, you know, probably one of the best of the season. It was a really, really compelling finish with, uh, you know, even Sean O'Hare is a young guy, even though he's been around for a while. You know, three young guys in that tournament, and it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun, and it kind of just shows you what's out there. There's a lot of great golfers uh, and a lot of really good young players who, uh, who seemingly have no fear. Yeah, he was saying they were kind of giving him the raspberries out there as being the old guy. Um, you know, like you said, he's only probably 10 years older. But uh, you know, he, he mentioned that his rookie season, he was scared to death being out there, and he said these guys are just fearless. They expect to win every week. Yeah, that's the new, the new mentality, the new breed of, of golfer that's coming up. Uh, you know, they're just so much more seasoned, and that's, gonna, that's only gonna, going to continue. Uh, you know, guys who are coming, who are turning pro, uh, for the most part, have played a high level of amateur golf uh, for four, five, six years. Whether it was in college or the AJGA circuit, where obviously that's very competitive and very, very good training. Uh, and and so they come out on tour. You know, they're not trying to find their way like, you know, even 10, 15 years ago, there was still more of a bit of that going on. Uh, not so much anymore. You know, you, 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 uh, you come out and you're ready. I mean, look at Jordan Spieth. The guy uh, would be a senior in college uh, if he had stayed at Texas. He would be finishing up his senior year. Uh, instead, he's got four pro wins, two on the PGA Tour. He's won over $10 million. And, you know, you, you can't just be uh, you know, just plodding along trying to learn your way uh, and do that well at that age. You've uh, you've got to have some, uh, you know, some some game. And obviously, he 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 played a high level of junior golf. He played competitive golf in college, and he played in some some pro tournaments as a young guy. All of that helps these guys going forward. And he seems to have that extra gear. Um, I mean, we were talking about in the opening segment. Those three holes in the the snake pit, 16, 17, 18, what he did there to um, get into the playoff was amazing. 
it was a great short game display. I mean, I'm guessing he's, you know, a little disappointed that he didn't hit better approach shots. Um, obviously, the those holes are not easy. Uh, the 17th hole is a really tough par three, and but he missed the green in a horrible spot, and yet managed to get that up and down. I mean, it was a, it was it, it really showed some guts. I mean, it was it was not a shot he was going to be able to get very close. He did the best he could, and then he made the putt. Obviously, on 18, the same sort of thing. He he wasn't in a great spot, and uh, you know he kept himself alive. I mean, that that's the sort of thing that I think he needed. It was a great uh, confidence builder for him. Um, certainly, with what's coming up, you know, I I think he was pressing a little bit to get that second PGA Tour win, and uh, now he's got that behind him. It answered a lot of questions. Uh, I, I thought it was unfair to question Jordan Spieth for not winning more when he's only 21. Uh, you know, uh, he, uh, he's, he's, he's getting some great training at a young age and, and obviously, uh, sky's the limit. It looks like. Absolutely. And I think given how he played at Augusta last year, all eyes are going to be on him and he has just been in this, on this tremendous run since, um, you know, the end of last year. So he's going to certainly be one of the favorites. Speaking of some other young guns, a guy that is sort of in a fishbowl here at Bay Hill is uh, Arnold Palmer's grandson, Sam Saunders. He came close a couple of weeks ago in Puerto Rico. Uh, what do you think it's going to take him to break through? Of course, Arnold you know, has uh, a lot of hopes for his game, said he's very close. Well, that was a huge breakthrough as it was. I mean, even though he didn't win, um, the money that he earned puts him in a great spot to be able to keep his card. And, you know, sometimes it's baby steps. You know, let's be honest. He hadn't been an exempt player on the PGA Tour until this year. And that exempt status is through the Web.com finals. It meant that, you know, it was a pecking order. Uh, you know, he wasn't going to get into some tournaments. Like last week uh, at Valspar, the top ten in Puerto Rico got him in there. So now when they do the reshuffle, he ought to get in a few more tournaments. He's in a position to... Uh, make enough money uh, or earn enough FedEx Cup points, you know, to stay in the top 125 and, and be exempt for next year. That's huge. If he's in the top 125, he's going to get a playoff spot, uh, at least one. All of these things are a big help going forward, you know, and it gives them more opportunities. The next step then, of course, is to climb that ladder a little bit more. Uh, you know, obviously he wants to win a tournament. He came close. Uh, but he's um, he's helped himself immensely just with that uh, finish in Puerto Rico. Uh, and it's amazing sometimes what one or two weeks can do for you and how much that helps. Absolutely. So it's it's looking like this is going to be a very exciting tournament. Of course, Rory playing here for the first time. So who do you think it's going to be, Bob? I saw your pick online. Are you going to are you going to stick with uh, Mr. Stenson? Yeah, you know, um, we changed it up a little bit this year, so I'm going to toot my horn a little bit. We only pick one guy, but we can only pick him once. You know, sort of like how fantasy golf might work. You can pick a guy. You, once you use him, you can't use him again. And and uh, and you're in the I'm big money picking. here, dude. You're you're winning. I get every you get uh, the you get dollars right for for how right. they finish. Whatever, whatever they win in dollars goes into your. Um, you know, points list, uh, I'm picking against a bunch of other guys at ESPN, and I happen to have three winners so far, uh, which, 
I don't know if I ever picked three winners in a whole year before. So I've got three at this point. And, uh, you know, I, I like Stenson. It, it, it's a little my, – my fear with Stenson is he, he's played the last two weeks on golf courses that are uh, very demanding and take a lot out of you. And he was sort of in contention at both. So that could be a negative. The positive to me is he's playing well. You know, and, and and he's the kind of guy that I don't think he'd show up here if he didn't want to play. Uh, he clearly would like to get a win, and so uh, good for him. You know, I, and that's that's why I went with him. He's, and he's also had top tens here in the past. He's never missed a cut. So uh, you add all that up, at, at the very least, you would expect him to have a decent week and, and win some money. Yeah, it is going to be, I think, a, a very exciting weekend. Henrik, always fun to watch and uh, we've got a lot, a lot of good golf coming up uh, Thursday, Friday, and the weekend. Thanks, Bob. As always, Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com, one of our favorite golf insiders. And you are listening to the one and only Rich B and Holly G, 740 The Game. Lots of golf talk coming up as we preview Bay Hill and the tee off tomorrow. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's... My job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. We're back, the Gulf Insiders taking you home on the Fairways of I 4 on the eve of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. The big tournament happening at Arnold's house. Rich B, and we've got some tickets to give away. Two first-class tickets for use any day this week. One-day tickets. Two one-day tickets. And they can call right now. 407-916-8255. 407-916-8255. Caller number five. And uh, Rich B, they're going to be a little... Have these tomorrow? Yes, pick them up tomorrow at the prize window. Right here at the Clear Channel Castle. Somewhere after 11, you can uh, come in. and It's open till it's like 6 o'clock, so uh, make sure you get over here and pick up your tickets for the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational this weekend. And, of course, all eyes on Roy McElroy because he's playing here for the first time and with just two weeks away, three weeks away, to Augusta and the possibility of a Grand Slam um all eyes on Roy. Let's hear what he had to say today in the press room. Uh, Roy, two tough tournaments you come off of, Honda, Doral. Uh, where do you feel the state of your game is right now? How do you feel you're, you're playing now coming into, uh, into you know, Bay Hill this week? I feel good. I really do. Um, you know, as I said, I got some good work in with my coach, Michael Bannon, over the last five or six days. Um, something that I hadn't really planned on doing, so it was nice to spend some one-on-one time with him and um, you know, work on a couple of things. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited the direction it's going, and um, you know, just happy to, to to be here and and get one more competitive outing, and and I guess really try and get myself uh, into contention and and try and win a golf tournament before I turn my attention elsewhere. We're going now to the press room. Jeff Babino from Golf Week joining us. Hey, Jeff. Hello. How are we doing tonight? Doing well. How's it feel to be back out in the trenches, my friend? 
Oh, it's fun, you know, and, and Bay Hill brings me back. I've been coming to this tournament for almost probably 30 years, back to the days doing sidebars out here. and Guys like Dan Forsman winning and all these guys, Lauren Roberts back in the day. So brings back a lot of good memories. Always a great week, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good one this week. Who do you have your eyes on, Jeff, as somebody that's covered this tournament a lot? If we look to last year, we had Keegan Bradley in the hunt, Adam Scott coming close. Uh, from time to time, it seems like a guy breaks out of the pack uh, that we, you know, aren't expecting. We've had all these first-time winners this year. Who do you have your eyes on? Yeah, you know, it's funny. There was a time out here when they put the champions on the wall and they uh, they nicknamed it. It looked like the employee of the month because a lot of <laughs> no-name guys were, were getting through and winning. And then you had you cut back to the Phil Mickelsons and, Ernie Els and Tiger Woods and the real chalk. Yeah, know? that so, guy named Tiger. That Tiger guy, he did okay out here. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at guys like Keegan Bradley. You know, he's played great here the last couple of years. Uh, I was impressed with the way Henrik Stenson finished last week in Tampa. You know, he had, he had you know, clutch shots down the stretch on a really tough golf course. That showed me a lot. And, you know, you have guys like Rory and Adam Scott. And these guys want to get a little momentum going before they head up that road to Augusta. And, uh, you know, so it's a big week for those guys to kind of get in the hunt and get the juices going. Speaking of wanting to get some momentum going, we have our Florida Gator, Billy Horschel, who just slam dunked the end of the season with the FedEx Cup victory. How, you know, how's he been settling into all that? And what do you see that uh, that's going on for Billy right now? Yeah, I mean, he talked the other day where he had some big chipping problems. He said if you had watched him chip in, in China after he had wrapped up the tour championship, you know, Tiger's woes were nothing. So, you know, I think you go through some highs and lows. I think there's a natural letdown after he had such a huge run at the end of the year and, you know, won almost $14 million, changed his life with a couple of weeks. And uh, there was a natural letdown. So, you know, but he's back in Florida. He's, you know, this is his state, and he's familiar here, and he's he's got enough length to be a factor out there at Bay Hill, and and he's like a lot of these guys, you know, just trying to get something going as the uh, big tournaments start lurking around the corner. All right, Babs, how you been, buddy? Good to hear from you. I'm good. Hey, uh, uh, you know, let's uh, we have to talk about Ian Poulter. He's one of our local favorites, and uh, Ian. Ian had a real bad case of the shanks or the rights or whatever you want to call it. Don't say it. <laughs> now, you know, Ian, is he going to be able to finish off a golf tournament? Uh, you know, what what's happening with Ian? Is it some outside interference from outside of the ropes or something's getting into his head? He just can't really close the deal. Yeah, I mean, he felt pretty bad about leaving that one on the table down at PJ National, but you know, there's that place is a house of horrors. I mean, if you you start getting it going sideways, and he really got it going sideways. So, you know, that's one of those things with these guys. You got to get yourself back in there and see how you respond, and and hope you do a lot better. I mean, he put five golf balls in into water on his final round at the Honda, and I mean, you, you know, you can't be a clutch player and and be doing stuff like that. So, he's got to find that inner Ian Poulter that guy who shows up at the Ryder Cup. And <laughs> the inner Ian unbeatable. Poulter. Yeah, looking like a guy in the member guest that's losing it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta find that guy. I mean, I, I always used to laugh at you know some of these great Ryder Cup guys. That's like their best event, and and how do they not channel that into individual tournaments? You know, so the Colin Montgomerys and Sergio Garcias and Poulter, who they're such killers in this Ryder Cup, and then they come out here and you, they kind of get lost in the crowd. So 
Bolter needs to get himself back in that big spot and respond a little better. And yeah, I think he, that's what he wants to do. And he thinks he'll be up to the challenge. Okay, uh, Babs, one more question from your boy here, Bianco. Uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention uh, the great Tracy Dent. Uh, he captained uh, that media tent for quite a few years and uh, walked in there today. I'm like, where's Tracy? He retired yeah. last year. Didn't you get the memo? <laughs> Good oh, <wow>. for him. <laughs> we love He's Tracy. Got, but like you guys, he's got all that radio money, so he can retire. <laughs> <and be gone. laughs> He's living it up. Got the place in Isleworth. He's in good shape. Speaking of a guy trying to figure out how to close, uh, you know, certainly been very hot the last couple of weeks. One in October last year. Ryan Moore having a little trouble on Sunday, Babs. Well, you know, I think what we see, we've seen through the whole Florida swing is guys having trouble on Sunday. He had Poulter, then he had J.B. Holmes. You know, I thought that was Ryan Moore's tournament to win or lose last week, and, and he kind of left it out there. And, and it's just, you know, I think Tiger kind of spoiled us. It's hard to win out here. He was so comfortable in the heat of a Sunday that he kind of spoiled us, and he, he always closed the deal. And uh, these other guys, they're not there as much, so it's impossible to, impossible to be as comfortable. And uh, you see that down the stretch, you know. Uh, it was impressive the way that tournament finished on Sunday because Patrick Reed and, you know, Hare and, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth were just hitting some big shots, big saves down the stretch. And it was kind of cool to see as opposed to a guy just handing away the tournament. Uh, you know, the previous week I was in Puerto Rico. There were six guys who could have won that tournament on Sunday and they took turns handing it away. So uh, until Alex Chica took it home. So I just think it's really hard to win out here. It's hard to win at any level in golf and, and those guys really feel it when they get in that bright spotlight on Sunday. You know, you've got um, the bear trap at PGA National, the snake pit over at Copperhead, Ninnisbrook. Whenever they come up with a name for the last three holes here at Bay Hill, what, what, what would be what would be your pick? Well, I, I do think our old pal George White was the guy who dubbed that pond at 18 the devil's bathtub. And, uh, through, the, through the years, we've seen a lot of golf balls ring off those rocks, and guys spend a lot of money there making eights. You know, we've seen Robert Gomez make a two and steal one from Greg Norman. So, yeah, we've got to figure out that finish. Uh, Arnie wants to fix that 16th hole. He thinks it's a pretty soft par five, but I like it as a par five. When it went to a par four, you saw a lot of fours and fives. But as, as a par five, I think you'll see eagles, and I think you'll see sixes there on Sunday. And that's the kind of two-way traffic you really want to see uh, as a fan to make excitement on Sunday. Absolutely. You, you know, I mean, because, and then you've got 17, yeah, of the course. Degree, the degree of difficulty on the last two holes. Oh, 17, that, that's, you know, hitting the lane of the golf ball on top of a Volkswagen roof. That, that green's hard. And, and <laughs> some years, it's like these guys play to the bunker to try and know they can make three out of a bunker. <laughs> uh, you can land it on that green and make anything. So, uh, yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, if, you, if you're if you going to finish 3-4 here to win the tournament on Sunday, uh, you definitely have a challenge laid out in front of you, and that's what makes this place great. Absolutely. So who are you going with? Well, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with my man Henrik Stenson. Ooh, that's class two for player. two. Mr. Herrick I'd picked like him to. as well. Yeah, oh, well, then I should get way off. I, I, you you might, want, you might want a mulligan. <laughs> But I like him, and, or maybe Keegan would be my other guy to get back in there. And He's got a lot of length. You know, length's a big advantage here. and 
he's got some good finishes here. And he's a guy that I think it means something that you're playing to, to be with Arnie on the 18th green on Sunday. So those would be my two guys that I'm uh, going to the bank with. Well, it's going to be just a great weekend for golf, and the weather looks fantastic. And Jeff Babineau from Golf Week, he's back out doing the week-to-week coverage, and we appreciate you spending some time with us, Jeff, as always. Thanks so much. You got it. Glad to hear you guys back on and anytime. All right, golfweek.com. Go check it out. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We've got Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all We're right. back, the Golf Insiders, taking right. you home on the fairways of I-4 right on an Absolutely gorgeous golf day, Rich B. Wonderful day out there at Bay Hill. It's going to be spectacular weather for the rest of the week. You know, showcase Chamber of Commerce weather. It's going to look beautiful on NBC and the Golf Channel. Bring your sunblock weather. Absolutely. and uh, Beautiful. You know, the king um, was asked in the press conference today, what it was about Orlando, what did he see in this city that made him want to invest and bring this tournament to Bay Hill, Florida? Let's hear what he had to say. Well, I started playing in the Citrus Open, which was uh, at Rio Pinar uh, in the 50s and 60s, early 60s. And uh, when we, we moved here, I... I thought that uh, we had a good chance of making this a really great tournament, and, and of course we've been reasonably successful. I, I feel that uh, Bay Hill is good, uh, the, the, the topography and the things around here, the water, the, the, uh, this was all orange groves when we started. and. Uh, the roads were two-lane roads, and that was it. And, uh, what has happened over the years is obviously we've, we've grown with Disney. Uh, we were here before Disney was, other than in their minds, uh, wasn't anything. It was uh, a thought. And, uh, of course, you've seen what has happened since then. I think we still can improve, and we will improve with this tournament as years go on. And what a great field. Top five in the world, Rich B, and 48 out of the top 50. And as uh, many people know, Arnold, very instrumental in investing and the successful launch of the Golf Channel based here in Orlando. And now we bring in our favorite the man out there working away today, and you'll be seeing him the rest of the week from the Golf Channel, Todd Lewis. Hey, T. Lou. Hey, guys. Uh, how are you doing? Doing well. So good to have you back with us. We're happy to be back on the air. And um, tell us uh, what you were seeing out there today. Uh, well, um, I see a golf course that uh, tee to green looks great. The greens are a little spotty, uh, but I think that they're going to roll pretty true. They will be slow. Uh, so players are going to really have to adjust to kind of give you an understanding of how slow they are. They're, the PGA Tour is going to keep them 
between 10 and 10 and a half on the stint meter. The PGA Tour normally has them running closer to 12. So the players are going to have to make an adjustment. Um, got a pretty good field. Um, actually, though, until just a few moments ago, all five of the top five players in the world were going to tee it up tomorrow, but we just received news that Bubba Watson has pulled out of the event uh, due to a death of a childhood friend of his. So Bubba Watson will now not be competing here at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So that that is going to hurt a little bit because she's such a big draw. Wow, that is uh, that's that's unfortunate news to say the least. Um, who you know, it, it, of course, having Rory here for the first time, uh, just uh, you know, there's just so so much building here already for the Masters. He hasn't played a lot yet. Um, you know, do you think Rory's going to feel the pressure going into the Masters? He said today, you know, not really, and maybe after, you know, the experience of when it all fell apart, when he had the lead uh, and, you know, had that disastrous 10th hole, that maybe he's, he's he feels a, a little bulletproof there after that experience. But uh, no, <laughs> what do you think? No, he doesn't feel bulletproof, <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, because golf uh, will not make anyone feel bulletproof. I don't care what level you play on. Let me just say this. I think that no one is rooting for Tiger Woods to tee it up at Augusta National more than Rory McIlroy. Because if Tiger Woods decides to play the Masters and comes back from you know, going into the depths with his game, 99% of the attention leading up to round one at Augusta National for the Masters will be on Tiger Woods, which will take a lot of external pressure off of Rory McIlroy. And, uh, and if, if that happens, I think he's got a good shot at winning the Masters, to be honest with you. Um, if he goes to Augusta National and he is the only, I wouldn't say the only, but the predominant story there as he chases the career Grand Slam, you know, he's gonna, I think he's going to feel that external pressure. And then it's up to him to how he handles that internally. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how he, he does if indeed he is the main story at Augusta National. But I will say this. I have yet to meet a player, in my opinion, that compartmentalizes stuff on the golf course from off the golf course. If something bad is happening around him, he seems to come out and play better. A perfect example is when he broke off his engagement to Caroline Wozniacki uh, last year. And that same week, he won a prestigious event on the European Tour, the BMW PGA Championship. So, um, it, it, he is going to be a compelling story, no matter if Tiger Woods tees it up or not. But I, I can tell you, I think he wants Tiger to be there. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Uh, any update on Tiger? No. Uh, you know, he's a mystery. Um, I mean, he, uh, I, he, I understand he is practicing a lot at uh, the Medalist down in his home in South Florida. Um, but um, nothing that... We have heard yay or nay. I've heard, I mean, I, you hear the rumors that I've heard rumors that he's going to play Augusta to he's going to sit out a year. There have been whispers of him retiring. So, you know, you just don't know. I don't think you have a lot of the facts. And maybe Tiger doesn't know right now. I'm going to go right to the North Florida PGA representative, Rod Perry. He's played there a couple of years, you know, and we're just hoping Rod makes the cut here. He's not going to win it. I don't know. You, you've ran across Rod, Todd, have you? Rod Perry, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen him here this week, so I haven't had a chance to talk yeah, with he's him. He's in the field, and, you know, he's our okay. local guy, local PGA guy. Want to give him a little shout-out. Geez, we hope he makes Good. the cut, makes himself some money. Nice. Yeah, hope so, too. That's good for him. And uh, my, my outside shot is Daniel Berger. Who? Daniel Berger. Well, yeah, Daniel Berger was in the playoff at the Honda Classic and lost, ultimately, uh, to Padraig Harrington. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's one of those rising young stars that you can mention in the same vein as Justin Thomas and Nick Taylor and these, these kids who are, you know, are the new breed. Uh, you know, not quite up to the Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Patrick Reed level, but they're definitely speeding on that highway. Yeah, he's not afraid. I mean, they, they, yeah. and they are not afraid to win either. They'll stick their nose right in there. Well, you know what? What was fun about last weekend in that incredible playoff, Todd, is I, I think you know, golf is a sport where we want to see. We talk about this a lot. Some dominant players. We've seen this year so far that uh, we've had what is it, seventeen first-time winners. And it was fun to see the Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth uh, playoff. You know, I just love Patrick's tenacity. And it would be fun to see those guys create a little uh, mano a mano here, don't you think? I, absolutely. And as a matter of fact, if you look at the ratings uh, for NBC during that final round, during that playoff, they were some of the best of the year. Um, and I think the public wants to see that. They want to see um, – the, the, this great rivalry, and by the way, these two are friends, uh, Patrick Reed and Jordan Speed. But, you know, some have painted Patrick Reed as the brash villain. Uh, some have painted um, Jordan Speed as, you know, the white hat hero. Um, but and I, I can tell you that Patrick Reed could not be nicer uh, if you have a chance to meet him. Uh, so, But he is brash. He's got a lot of bravado. And, you know, the New York Yankees need the Boston Red Sox. The L.A. Lakers needed the, the the Boston Celtics. So, you know, it's it's good to have those rivalries out there. Yeah, and you don't say that, you know, when a guy's got that kind of bravado, uh, you know, as a football player or a basketball player or a baseball player, you know, I mean, if you're not uh, confident and believing in yourself, I mean, come on, that's that's the exactly. those are the marks of a champion. You right. know, I, I hate to go there, but you know, he's he's definitely getting some bad press. Some reason or other, uh, you know, some things have come out from his past collegiate career that aren't so. Are you pretty. talking about Patrick Reed? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I I think, you know, I I, what happens in? Let me just say this: when you're 17 to 21 years old, which he was because he graduated early from high school, um, you don't know what you're doing. You're shaping yourself as a man, <laughs> and so. I can tell you only from my experiences that I did some stupid stuff in college. And, uh, but you grow and you mature and the time, how you handle yourself after that, how you handle yourself as a man. Uh, he's been nothing to me, to my eyes, but a great father, um, a, a good husband, um, and a great professional out here on the PGA Tour. So, you know, I you know people who want to bang on him for what he did in college. I'm like, okay, all right. You know, if if he did or didn't, whatever. You know, the rumors are swirling around, but it's you know, judge the man that you see now, not the man that was actually the boy that was, you know, years and years ago. Absolutely. So we've uh, seen Jason Day win uh, so far in 2015. Brant Snedeker it was great to see him win again at uh, Pebble Beach. 
Of course, Dustin Johnson, after you know his coming back from uh, his little uh, siesta or uh, <laughs> whatever we want to call that. And, um, you know, if you were going to pick a second-time winner here, Todd, who who would it be out of Bay Hill? Who, a second time this, this yeah, year? Yeah, this, this year. It would be Jason Day uh, because he has the power that I think you need here to attack these par fives at Bay Hill. Um, and he's playing well. He's got a lot of confidence, and I think – He's building a lot of momentum towards Augusta National. I think Jason Day is set up to have a multiple win year, and one or one of those wins could be at least one of those wins, in my opinion, could be a major championship. So I think Jason Day, right now, he doesn't have any real issues with his game. Rory's not clicking on all cylinders. Adam Scott missed the cut last week for the first time in 46 consecutive PGA Tour events. So you know he's coming in here with maybe a little chink in his confidence armor. Uh, but Jason Day is playing really well. So I. I I think Jason's got a pretty good shot this week. So we, uh, of course, are it's all eyes on Arnold Palmer. Um, so much that he's given back to the to the game. So much he's done for Orlando in terms of uh, the Children's Hospital. And I have to say a big shout out on a couple of levels. Um, this incredible documentary that was done last year, Arnie. Uh, that three-part television event that you guys re-aired last night. I believe it's going to air a couple more times this week. And then the fourth installment, Arnie and Me, which um, I'll, I'll do a little self-plug here. I actually made the cut and was, was part I of saw, that. I saw it. I saw it. I didn't hear what you said. I looked at a monitor from afar, and I saw you pop up. So, uh, but it was, cool. you know, a really I- incredible. They they basically did a fourth installment because of the outpouring they'd had with the original documentary, letting the fans tell their stories. And it was really something special, certainly an honor to be a part of it. But, uh, Todd, that, that really is just a tremendous um, original production that the Golf Channel did. Yeah, kudos. They did a lot of work. They did a lot of interviews, dug up a lot of archives. Um, to make that happen. And, uh, you know, it was compelling. You know, I learned a little bit. Well, I actually learned a lot watching that documentary about Arnold Palmer, not the golfer, but the man. So I hope, I hope a lot of people got to see that. It was really, really eye-opening. Hey, guys, I hate to run, but I gotta, we got a little bit of we're trying to follow this Bubba Watson story, so i gotta, I got to take off and get back to the golf channel. That's perfect because, um, Todd, we gotta, we got to run too. Todd Lewis, okay. always the best. Thanks so much, buddy. Hey, Rich B., Yo. That's it. Can you believe it? Who are you picking? We got to uh, wrap it up here. There we go. I knew you were going to throw that one at me. I'm going to take uh, uh, Daniel Berger. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, this kid's going to come out of uh, the blue. All right. I'm rooting for Keegan. Keegan is my pick, and uh, it's going to be a great weekend for golf. Great weather. Go out. Get some tickets at Publix. Bring a friend. Bring your family. And just enjoy Bay Hill. The golf course looks great. And it's going to be a phenomenal weekend for golf. We love you, the Golf Insiders. We're happy to be back. We'll be back next week.